gritty culture and class in America. Live from Long Island's Gold Coast, this is the Melissa Itell Duran Show on Breaking It Down Radio with co-host Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Melissa Itell Duran Show. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Renaissance woman Melissa Itell Duran, the author of several books, the subject of two documentaries, the uh, the the owner uh, of Melissa Vision, and uh, it's a work in progress, but uh, it, it's going to be a big deal one day. And uh, so many different shows, radio shows, and podcasts over the years. Uh, she's absolutely terrific, and uh, and I know I'll be the first to say I predicted. She didn't predict, but I predicted a, a Lee Zeldin win in New York, and he fell short, but not too much short. Not not that short, uh, considering the geography that he was involved in. He, he ran a great race. Melissa, I tell John, how are you? Oh, I'm I'm great, Frank. Thank you. Yes, uh, you know we were we were all uh, you know we were we were rooting for for Lee, and um, but he you know I think he really did a, a quite a great job, uh, you know, um, in a city in, in a state that has been famous for being blue most of the time, and. and and uh, it, I think he he really made inroads elsewhere, and and, and also for other people who were running for uh, congressional and state seats. And I think uh, this is going to this is going to um, mobilize the party uh, for future uh, runs. Well, it didn't have New York didn't have the quote unquote red wave that mm-hmm. uh, that people were were talking about, and that we were assuming would be there and we're just going off of polls and everything else but it had a zeldin wave on long island and what happened mm-hmm. is that there are four republican congress members congressional members as of january 1st there will be four republicans from long island and andrew garbarino is the senior member he just got elected two years ago right so for the first time mm-hmm. now he's the senior right. member of a very important uh four person um a slate of congressional members actually they're all men right they're all congress uh congressmen um yeah and uh and they are heading to congress and that probably will be the margin that knocks uh nancy pelosi out of the speaker's position uh very and by the way that doesn't happen without zeldin's uh big push on long island and and tremendous popularity on long island that's true um and i think the, the, the national attention that this race garnered uh, cannot be overlooked. And uh, I, I think that, uh, aside from the you know the momentum on the island, which I think was tremendous, it got people talking. His uh, Lee Zeldin's race got people talking about you know the crime issue, the the the, the, the real life issue, the dissatisfaction with quality of life. Now, of course, there were other things that, that have been uh, that that are, have been taking precedence for many years, but I think um, were overlooked in the general campaign, such as property taxes, uh, congestion pricing. Did get mentioned because that was a pet peeve of Kathy Hochul's, uh, and I, I just want to say congratulations, Governor Hochul, for winning uh, election on her own right as the first female governor yes. of New York State. Now, uh, that's still you know quite a feat, and. Um, you know, I think I think both candidates were carried themselves graciously. Uh, I think uh, Lee ha- Zeldin has a big future in, in, in front of him, and there are so many things he can do. But he has spurred this, you know, the, he has spurred the momentum, and I think that the future looks bright 
for New York Republicans. And I think that's, that's something to be proud of. The Republican Party uh, was, uh, was struggling prior to this. Uh, here in Suffolk County, it's uh, done well. Nassau County, it's done well. And uh, they have very good leadership. Joe Cairo is the leader in Nassau County, and he's uh, you know a legendary uh, figure. And uh, he's a little bit older. And then Jesse Garcia, uh, he's older than Jesse Garcia, I should say, is the, uh, is the Republican leader in Suffolk. And he's very close to Zeldin and, and obviously very disappointed. But I, I, I'm sure very proud of, of Zeldin and what Zeldin was able to, uh, to, to do. Uh, you know, we said it before and we said it last week uh, as well. Um, uh, Governor Hochul is blessed by geography and she is in New York State. And we knew somewhere around, uh, I would say, six o'clock on the there's different surveys at Board of Elections. One comes out around noon. It's the morning survey. One comes out around three and then one comes out around six. And at six o'clock, you could see the the push that was from three o'clock to six o'clock in in heavy Democratic areas. And uh, a tremendous vote came out between those hours and they were all in Democratic areas. And at that point, I think uh, Lee Zeldin and, and others, uh, you know, certainly I did. We, we knew that it was going to be a long night for Zeldin. But you, you never know. You never gave up hope and you know, whatever. Right. And then on top of it, the, the Suffolk County machines, you know, and again, he won a tremendous uh, margin by a tremendous mar- margin in, uh, uh, in Suffolk County, his home county. Uh, but it wasn't showing up. So the early results uh, around the country, when people were looking at it, it looked like 60-40, um, Kathy Hochul, but uh, in essence, it, it ended up being, you know, somewhere around 53, uh, 47, or 52 and a half, 47 and a half, when the absentees are finally counted, uh, you know, maybe she picks up a little more, but really, uh, Lee Zeldin should be very proud of himself. It's a, a, a uphill battle all the way, and, uh, you know, he didn't... Uh, he didn't blink, and he, uh, you know, he believed all the way up to the end that it was going to do it. Uh, and you know, you saw the uh, you saw the numbers coming in out of the city, and it was discouraging. But I think all the way up till the end, all the way up to the end, he uh, he fought fought hard. Yes, absolutely, and I, I think it was a, it was it was tough. But he really put a lot of energy in, into it. I, he brought to attention the quality of life issue, and I think that's going to force, that should force the hand of the Democrats. Now, the, the legislature is a Democratic upstate. Uh, Kathy Hochul has a lot of influence, you know, in, in the upstate county. She's from Erie County, and I think she needs to really sit down and, and, and face this, the crime issue, you know, head on, uh, because uh, you, you just can't go, uh, go around it. Um, as for congestion pricing, as for property taxes, I think that should have been addressed much more, because people have been leaving New York in droves. You know, because they, they're, they're not only were they fed up with with, the, with crime in the streets, crime on the, in the subways, uh, the, 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 the cost of crossing bridges, um, but the property taxes alone are, were enough to drive people out of the state. And, uh, you know, if you, we want to revitalize the state, we can't be losing people. Um, this is, uh, you know, Florida is the, the most bustling state in, in, in the union, followed by Texas and the Carolinas. And what, what's, what's going to happen to New York? Who's going to remain? 
you know, young people who come out of college uh, don't want to just, uh, you know, they, they don't want to, you know, live, at, live in, at home for the rest of their lives because they, they can't, they, they can't afford to, to pay, to pay rent, to buy a home, to, to pay the taxes, to, to, to get the, the right paying jobs in the first place. And families struggle. I mean, it's, it's a, live in New York State, especially downstate if you're in the suburbs, because your whole life is taken up with commuting and getting back. And, 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 and it's, it's not like living in, you know, out in the open west, you know, in, in, in the cattle fields of, yeah. <laughs> of Wyoming. You know? Yeah, it's not home on the range here. Right, um, right. You know. We, we we don't have deer. Well, we have a lot of deer, actually. Uh, we do but, have deer. Yeah, deer we have. We don't have a lot of uh, uh, antelope here. And no. We don't have buffalo. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, there's not much there. Uh, Melissa, I tell join.com is where we want you to go. Check out the documentaries or Melissa Vision on Roku, uh, Amazon Fire. Uh, Frank McKay here, so much more importantly, Melissa, I tell join.com is a great place to, to go and, and get started. Uh, the, the idea... You mentioned congestion uh, pricing and uh, and everything else. It's becoming a very difficult state to live in, and yeah. it uh, it really is. And unless you you have a decent way to make a living, um, you can't live here. I mean, young people, yeah. I think, are, are figuring that out, and that's you know that's why this migration, this mass migration, is heading towards the the Carolinas and and Florida. Uh, cheaper to live down there, very uh, difficult to live here. I don't think this uh, and again, we'll, we'll see what uh, what uh, Governor Hochul does with her own mandate. You know, the fact that she held on and she won and it wasn't a big win, you know. But uh, listen, any win is a big win. And it's historic, as mm -hmm. you mentioned, because she's uh, the first uh, female governor of New York to be elected. She was appointed, of course, but this, this, she mm -hmm. is also now the first to to be elected. Therefore, therefore, she. Uh, uh, you know, she she's got a historic win here. Uh, let's see if she does anything with it, or if she uh, if she yields to the left, because the AOCs of the world and the uh, mm -hmm. and the New York City um, led Senate uh, they have a lot to say with what goes on, and and the left rules the state of New York. Yeah. That's right. That's that's the way it has been for many years. Uh, but especially so, uh, you know, since the, the progressive wave of the last, you know, four or five years. And, uh, you know, if you're a Democratic politician, you have to, in New York, anyway, you have to kind of bend to the to the left if you want to keep your head above water. There are, I, I don't know if they really, we really have any solidly middle-of-the-road, old-fashioned Democrats anymore. No, there's not a lot. In fact, there was... Uh, you know, we have uh, uh, Steve Engelbright, who is a, a Democrat, who is a Democrat, um, and he's an assemblyman for 15 terms. He got knocked out by a gentleman named Ed Flood, who I know, um, and it was, you know, in in the Stony Brook School District. Uh, I'm sorry, the Stony Brook University District, mm -hmm. uh, which makes it almost impossible for a Republican to win over there because they have the dorms, and the dorms are... Mm -hmm are primarily students. Uh, yeah, they're yeah. all students. I mean, let's face it. Yeah, and it's, it's the state university of Stony Brook. Yeah. Where the medical yeah. school is. I mean, every one of those votes usually is uh, is expected. Well, not everyone, but I mean, high majority of them are expecting to go to the Democrat. Uh, he lost by 1,000 votes, and he was somewhat mm -hmm. moderate. Big environmentalist, Steve Engelbright. But without Zeldin 
at the top of the ticket pulling Ed Flood up, uh, you wouldn't have that victory. Let me uh, let me uh, urge everyone to go once again to melissaiteljoran.com and check out the documentaries. But so congratulations to Ed Flood and congratulations to uh, Steve Engelbright yep. for for fifteen uh, winning fifteen times. Yep. And ev- wow. he he was blessed by geography, but he lost. I mean, how about that? Wow. Oh, good good for him. That's good to know. That's that's good. Um, but you know, I think the future the, the future could be promising for Republicans because, as you said, the Republicans seem to have a very dismal outlook, you know, in the future. And I think this is this is what this what they needed. What didn't happen, mm-hmm. and uh, nationally, we'll we'll get to in a second, but statewide. The Republicans had a lot of folks leave, so they had a lot. They have a lot of new faces in the Republican Senate, and uh, and it looked like a much bigger win for them. But in essence, they've only picked up one Senate seat, so there's still this tremendous gap between the Democrats and and Republicans. And your folks over there got got crushed for the most part. Actually, Bob Zimmerman, who I know, Robert Zimmerman was expected to win. He lost to George Santos. Uh, Is it George Santos? Yeah. George Santos. Yeah, I thought it was going to be the other way around. Of course. um, What is what is George? um, What is um, Robert Zimmerman's uh, background exactly? Where did he where did he begin his political quest? Was it he was a business owner? Well, he he is. He owns a, a large PR firm. He's yeah. uh, he's tremendous, um, tremendously popular. He, uh, you know, the two two folks that you kind of uh, consider to be Long Island uh, 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 giants in PR. My my good friend is Todd Shapiro. Uh, he's a good friend of mine, and Zimmerman is uh, is the other one. And Zimmerman, uh, for years, uh, he was very close to Tom Downey. Going way back, you know, old uh, congressman who was elected at 23 years old during, um, during, or he was elected to something at 23 years old, uh, and, and then maybe to Congress at 27, or, or maybe earlier than that during Watergate. Uh, you know, uh, after uh, after Watergate, uh, Downey got there, and and I think uh, Zimmerman kind of got started there. Uh, he was very close to Al Gore, Zimmerman. You know, I like see. Very very good friends with Al Gore. Uh, he comes, you know, tremendously from the left, but he had a, um, you know, a, a expectation that he was going to crush uh, Santos, and, yeah, and Santos yeah. rode the Zeldin wave, and and kudos to him. I don't know George at all, but now he's congressman elect Santos, and he and he beat, you know, somebody who was very established and very accomplished. Right. Yes. I mean, he, he and, and he's young. George Santos is is a. A relatively young man. I think yeah. he's only in his thirties. Very young guy. And the other guy is Nick Lalota, who won and uh D Esposito. Um what's his name? I don't know if it's Anthony D. Esposito, but he uh he ran for against Laura Gillen, right? Uh, yes. And right, uh, and he defeated her, and I think that was a pretty big shocker. Uh Lalota ex- was expected to win. He was he was running for for Lee Zeldin's uh vacated uh, congressional seat when Lee Zeldin decided to run for governor, he had to give up a seat. Uh, Nick Lalota is the one who got in there, and he ended up, um, you know, winning fairly, uh, fairly sizable win against Bridget Fleming, who was a very left lean. I know Bridget, I, I like Bridget, but her her politics is very, very Hamptons uh, oriented, and it's uh, a very left. 
very very left and uh and and Lalota um no, I don't want to say made quick work of her, but he, uh, uh, Nick Lalota, uh, ran a, a very strong campaign, and he, he beat her. So the four congressional members on Long Island, uh, led by Andrew Garbarino, who had a big, you know, he had a big, big win. Um, he uh, He's there. Um, Lalota, as I mentioned, D. Esposito and George Santos, and those four are walking into a very powerful position. And Long Island should be uh, very good if uh, if if the majority holds up, which it looks right. I, I mean, you don't expect Nancy Pelosi to be the the speaker after this, right? But no, uh, I I don't think so. She has uh, she's already let out that her her uh, backup plan is to become the ambassador to the Vatican. Oh wow! Mm, if I'm how about not that? Mistaken. Yeah. So she's not retiring. She wants you know she's going to tr- make a transitional move. Uh, hopefully, her husband is recovering yep. from his terrible, horrific. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not that I'm a big fan of Paul Pelosi, but nobody deserves to be beat up in their no. house. And no, no, no. Yeah. That's that was her horrifying. Right. Um, very terrible. And um, we, we wish him. We wish him the best. We wish him a, a speedy recovery. Yeah, no doubt. MelissaItellJoran.com, everyone. Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, Melissa ItellJoran is our host each and every week. Watch the documentaries, both documentaries there. Frank McKay here with Melissa. When you look at the the national picture, there wasn't a red wave there either. And a lot of people are pointing to President Trump, uh, former President Trump. And some people are even saying, you know what, maybe it's time to... Maybe it's time to hang him up, uh, Mr. President. And I I know he's got a very loyal following, but there's this new movement, and it's it's behind DeSantis. And uh, I I find it hard to believe that DeSantis wouldn't easily be the next president if he's if if he's given a clear path. If he's got a primary Trump and it becomes uh, divisive, um, we you know we might be looking at a whole different situation. Uh, Will DeSantis? take on Trump. But Melissa, my question to you is uh, this an indication? Keep in mind, he backed uh, six candidates and Dr. Oz lost, right, which is, uh, you know, amazing after the, you know, the the, the debate, I thought, I, I, I didn't think uh, Fetterman would uh, would win. Um, and, you know, a lot of... He did. What's that? He did. He yeah. did. His, the Pennsylvanians were uh, all rallied to him. And I think I have a feeling it's there's a lot of uh, all the big guns came out for Fetterman. Uh, um, President Obama, President Biden, um, the first ladies, uh, the Clintons. Exactly, exactly. The Clintons were making you know they they were making their guest appearances everywhere, and, and even Clinton he was cracking some jokes at Kathy Hochul's one of Kathy Hochul's um, rallies. I don't know. I I wasn't really. I wasn't sure if I should have laughed or not. I wasn't my kind of joke. What, what was <laughs> he, he said laughing? That, what was he, he was saying, he, he was he was this was a dig at, at at Lee Zeldin. Oh, you expect Kathy Hochul to? I can't do Clinton Southern accent. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> you expect Kathy Hochul to, to go to a subway every morning, give people pitchforks. I don't know guns and brooms or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I was. I just thought it was kind of strange. Like I don't know if he's trying out for a, a possible stand-up comedy <laughs> routine. You know, he has some free time and maybe he wants to do that now that he's, you know. His his White House years are long past, and he's well into his seventies. So he wants to try that now, and I I don't know. 
Good, I mean, they were all laughing. Yeah. It's, I, I don't know. I was I was trying to – I had never seen that side of President Clinton. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's, he's probably thinking to himself, hey, it's great to make fun of somebody else rather than everybody making fun of me all making the time. Making fun of me. Right, right, right. Well, whatever. He thought it was cute. He thought it went over well, and they were all laughing with him, of course. But, um, yeah, and, and I think Pennsylvanians are a – um, they're a uh, very um, loyal bunch in that they, they, I think they smelled a rat in Dr. Oz. Uh, they, they felt that he was not insinc- very insincere about his, his origins and his, the reason he was there. I mean, we all know he was handpicked by President Trump. He's a celebrity doctor. He's come under a lot of fire uh, in the last couple of years for his endorsements of controversial medical or health plans, weight loss plans, and whatever. I mean, I would not use him as my personal physician. And I didn't know his (laughs) political affiliation for a long time. And I said, no, I'm not going to follow him. People were telling me, oh, Dr. Oz said, well, Dr. Oz is not my doctor. He doesn't know me, and I, I, I don't. He's not God, and I'm, you know, he's a, he's a talk, he's, he's a, he's a, you know, he's, he's a talk show host. He's, he, he even, he's even come under criticism at Columbia Presbyterian, where he was the, uh, he was a, a chief cardiologist, for his, uh, just for his devotion to his, his media career more than his hospital career, uh-huh. and, um, you know, he's a, he's the kind of guy who uh, likes to schmooze, like I can tell, and. And, and, and the fact that he, he's so wealthy and he's never really put roots down in Pennsylvania, and you know, having in-laws who live there, going to the University of Pennsylvania doesn't really make you that, uh, you know, um, died in the, you know, died in the blood, died in the cloth um, native. Right. You know, a lot of, I mean, I'll give you an example. Herschel Walker does not really live in Georgia. He went to school there. Yeah. He played football there. But does that really mean he knows and, and understands the day-to-day living of, of Georgians. I don't think so. But he was, you know, the, the, it's the same thing with Hillary Clinton. Yes, we have, except that she and the president bought a house in Chappaqua, and they lived there a little, a short, very short time before she declared herself as a Senate camp, uh, Senate candidate. And um, but she's not a native New Yorker. I don't even think, I, I don't even think she knew much about the New York Yankees. She 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 was she a, wore a hat. Chicago she wore the hat. Okay, yeah. fine. I could get a hat too, <laughs> but she was a Chicago White Sox fan. If I, I'm not. Well, Cubs. Mistaken. I think the Cubs, right? Cubs. Okay, yeah. I made. Him, I didn't know that, but um, so it's the same problem that they saw. You know, they saw him as a carpetbagger, and and his some of his remarks at the debate directed toward Fetterman, many felt were in, were insensitive. You know. Um, if you're, you know, it's it's a shame somebody gets a stroke. It's a it's a debilitating thing. People suffer from it, but that doesn't mean that they should be castigated for it. Now, how whether or not he should have continued in the race, or how how or when he should have declared his his health status, that's another question. But you know, I I think that what it boiled down to was that there were other candidates. There was definitely another candidate in that race on the Republican side, McCormick, who probably would have been better and yeah. might have done better, but it well, didn't happen. Listen, it's uh, it, it's uh, it's shaking out, and things are still shaking out. We still don't know what's going to uh, happen with Herschel Walker, right? I mean, that's, that's a runoff? No. Runoff on December 6th, I believe. Wow. Another runoff. That's how um, Reverend Warnock... Came to uh, prominence. He he won an election from a runoff. Yeah. So this is all 
uh, it's all coming down to Georgia, uh, right, in the Senate. Yeah. It's, a, it's a big deal uh, mm-hmm. what's, what's going and on right now. Frank McKay right. here urging everyone, Melissa, I tell Jordan.com. I, but this is, this is interesting. Uh, Warnock uh, did very well in the – well, he, he won, right, in the, uh, in the runoff. Herschel Walker, as you mentioned, played football. At, uh, at Georgia, he was a Georgia Bulldog, and he won two Heisman trophies, if I remember correctly. And mm-hmm. when you are a star athlete at a college, at a university, uh, you don't know what reality is as far as living in a um, right. community because you're you're fussed over. You're you don't need to uh, you know the, these guys get um, you know tens of thousands of dollars a year. Uh, for a part-time job, for turning on the automatic sprinklers, and you know, I mean, they're, they're, it's they're taken care of, they're pampered. Uh, what would he yeah. know about being in in Georgia, right? And the the, no. other, the other thing that happened with Herschel Walker is, um, and again, I'm not passing judgment, but I mean, th- this was a man who ran uh, on the Republican banner, uh, and you know, you're going to have the Christian right, especially in Georgia, behind you, and he came out uh, strong. Uh, pro-life candidate, and uh, many different women came out, and and a couple of them at least said that um, he uh, had impregnated them, and he gave them money to have an abortion. Did you hear all yeah. of that? Oh, yeah, yes, yes. We cringed through that, yes. Now, what he should have done was come clean about it and said uh, something in the, to the effect of, well, I yes, I did at that time, but now I, re- I realize the error of my ways and I am totally opposed to abortion. I think it's terrible, whatever. Maybe you should have owned up to it instead of tried to skirt the issue. Uh, and I think he should have been vetted beforehand. I mean, this is, again, Trump's picks. And I, I don't think he was – He's not. I don't think he's exactly 100 percent qualified for the, to run for the Senate. I, I, I understand he's, he's become a businessman in his own right, but I don't think he has, uh, like a lot of them, at least celebrity um, – endorsed can, uh, celebrity candidates who were endorsed by Trump. And Oz is, 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 is an example. Oz is articulate. He's a television personality. But he he doesn't stand for Pennsylvania. He's never been there. He's never really lived there. I mean, buying homes for, for you know, 10 of your relatives, you know, and, and having 10 mansions of your own, <laughs> that really doesn't, that doesn't really qualify you for addressing the, the day-to-day struggles of people. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going to happen there. But again, I think, and I'm feeling it already, there's a lot of Republicans who are saying, you know what, I wore the hat, I wore the red hat, uh, I, I love Trump, it's time to move on. I'm not saying it, I'm not I'm not a you know Republican, I'm an independent. Um, mm-hmm. But do you think, are you seeing that uh, among friends, among uh, associates that are, uh, Republicans that they're they're hoping the days of Donald Trump are behind us, and that the uh, the days of uh, of uh, Governor Ron DeSantis are, are are ahead of us. Are you are you getting that vibe? Yes, definitely. And I I even got that vibe uh, long before this. So there were many conservatives who quietly said, you know, it's time for Trump to go. You know, he's got to he's got to get out of the way. You know, he. He, he, he accomplished some things in, in office, but now it's time to go. He's got too much baggage, uh, too much controversy. Step aside before you ruin everything. And now he's being blamed because we see the results. He's being blamed for trying to, to act as kingmaker, to trying to meddle in, in, 
in uh, uh, the political affairs. Um, it, it, he was raising money, people thinking, well, the money that I'm my grassroots dollars are going to go to help these candidates. Um, I don't know if they, they really did, because he, he didn't campaign actively with certain certain candidates. For example, he spent a lot of time and money with with um, the the Ohio winner, um, Blake. Um, yeah. I have the name right. He was the, the 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 young that young guy who wrote a memoir about living in the Appalachians and and came out of nowhere, went to Yale. I mean, this was his hand picked his hand picked person. I, I'm still trying to figure out, I'm trying to get around this. What is his his experience actually that qualifies him that makes him stand out as a a desirable senatorial candidate? Aside from writing this memoir, I don't know if this, did this memoir get made into a movie. Is that what happened? Yeah, it sounds like it. It sounds like it's ready ready made for TV, right, or movies. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking maybe I should put out my memoir. <laughs> Somebody will say, "Hey, you're perfect." <laughs> I, oh, me? Yes, you. You. People will will, draw, will, will come to you in droves. You're, <laughs> <laughs> you're the AOC of the, I don't know what side of the, which ledger I am. I don't know. But I'm just saying that that he spent money on certain candidates. For example, another example, another Pennsylvania race that went down the drain. Yeah. Uh, for governor, um, and, 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 and it's not entirely Trump's fault, but the Republican contender um, was it Doug Mastriano? Is that the name? He did not actually put his uh, put enough effort into this, and therefore he lost to Josh Shapiro. Uh, I, I don't think Trump spent enough time or money on him. Blake Owen in Arizona—that's another big race, another big Senate race that has not been called yet against Mark Kelly, the astronaut. And the wife, the wife, the the, the husband of of um, this Gabby Giffords, who was remember the congresswoman yes, who was shot she got shot in the head years ago. Yes, yes. Now he's a he seems like a you know, gentleman. You know, um, he's a he's an astronaut. He's a big time was a big time astronaut. Um, you could argue well, what's so special about him? I don't know, but uh, that state has been you know they've been going either way, and I think the. The Republicanism is trying to come out in that state, but nevertheless, he's a popular figure. Uh, I don't think enough was done for the for the Republican candidate there. So uh, there, there are there are there are problems. There are there are glaring deficiencies there. So uh, and that's why people are now souring on Trump. It's not just um, people in the street. It's not just Republican voters. It's uh, it's 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 media commentaries, media commentators. I'll give you an example. I was listening to Michael Savage the other day. Michael Savage has a national podcast that you can you can either hear for free or you can subscribe to. He's not he used to be on the airwaves in our area. In fact, ABC carried him. Yeah. At one time. Not any longer, but very not popular. Long, no. Very popular guy. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, and he's he's entertaining, and he's you know he he carries everything. Uh, you know, he's a he's a prolific book writer. Uh, he's a he was a PhD in biology or. or uh, and, and, and you know, a really accomplished guy, uh, a very staunch conservative from San Francisco. Uh, he's turned on Trump. Wow. He said to speak for the very issues that we're speaking of. 
Now, here, here's the question. I mean, all of that's right on. And by the way, if you want to run for Senate, I'm behind you 100%. You'd be great. Okay, thank Senate. you. I don't think you'd want I don't know <laughs> if I'd want it for you. I'd want it for the rest of us. Yeah. But uh, it's it's a nasty, <laughs> n- nasty it's business, tough. you know. And it is. The campaign alone, when you think about it, it's so exhausting. And, 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 and you know, you're opening yourself up to possible mudslinging and, and people coming out of the work saying, I knew you. You stole this from me. You never returned that book. <laughs> you know, you're, you're not who you say you are. You're a cheat. You never returned my book. You still have it. <laughs> Give it back. Or I'm going. <laughs> yeah, you're going to hear everybody, everybody that you've ever met. Uh, huh. who, who wants their 15 minutes of fame is going to is gonna pump in. There, there was a political leader out here named John Powell uh, who passed away, a Republican leader, a very well-known guy. He actually went to prison um, mm-hmm. uh, at, uh, at one point, but uh, I knew him. I knew him pretty well. And he used to say, uh, when all of these people, and this is before 23 and me and all this, uh, he said mm-hmm. all of these people that are spending tens of thousands of dollars to get their family trees done, he, he said, save your money. Just run for office, and your opponent will do it for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, so oh, that's, and, that's there. And, and, yeah, I mean, and, and, and anything that's from your past that you've, you've forgotten, that you thought was you know, minor, oh, that'll be dredged up. You know, somebody, some friend you had who said, you know what, you, you, didn't, pay, you, you didn't pay your tip. I had to pay the tip for you. You're a cheat. <laughs> You're a liar. You're <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's it's gonna be an experience. If somebody wants to run for office, I'm not discouraging people from. But you know, they they have an expression now: uh, put on your metal underwear and just go for oh. it. You know, uh, that means yeah. everybody's gonna be kicking at you and hitting at you and mm-hmm. throwing things at you, and oh. just uh, put on that suit of armor and just and just go for it. Be ready for anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Frank McKay here with uh, Melissa Itell Joran. Go to melissaitelljoran.com once again, or Melissa Vision. Check out the documentaries, both documentaries. Uh, Melissa, uh, what do you what do you expect? And we'll be talking for, for uh, many days, I'm sure, about uh, about that runoff. It's so much at stake. And what is at stake? I guess if you're if, if you're the Democrats, you 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 finally get the majority because I think Joe Manchin. That's if. That that's if uh, Warnock uh, wins, right? They'll they'll get the majority there. Um, th- they really don't have it because Joe Manchin and, and Kirsten Sinema uh, often vote with the Republicans. This would give yeah. them, you know, maybe a true majority, right? And and if you're the Republicans, uh, you get a true majority and you have the cushion of of Manchin and Sinema. Am I am I right on this or am I counting yeah. wrong? Yeah, I think you. I think you're. That's a pretty. Pretty good assessment, yeah, yeah. Now, cinema comes up for re-election in 24, right? And she's come under a lot of fire. She's been uh, she's been attacked by people in her own state, uh, and, and and I don't mean verbally. I mean in, uh, physically. I mean, yeah. Running after her in the ladies' room. I mean, she's you know because she does she you know she wants to vote her way, and she doesn't want to you know bend the knee to the the, the to the left. Yeah. And she and she won't. She refuses to. Um, yeah, good for her. Yeah, no. This is uh, you know, this is an amazing uh, time in history. Um, I think everything that we've been talking to here uh, is uh, is leading up to a, a showdown with um, the Republicans and, and Trump. I mean, that's the next that's the next showdown. Uh, I don't I don't think they want to attack him outright because they need. Everybody. Well, actually, he's not going to turn on Herschel Walker. 
So let me think about mm -hmm. this for a second. He's not going to turn on Herschel Walker. That's his guy. He was on The no, Apprentice no. with him, and he was handpicked yeah. by uh, by the the former president. Um, but we're we're looking at a uh, at a situation where he's supposed to make some kind of a announcement on what was it the fourteenth. Yes. Or 17th. He's making a big announcement. This was before, he didn't want to do it, you know, at, during the the the, uh, the campaign. He didn't want to spoil it, for, for especially his candidates and others. Yep. Uh, he's making a big announcement from Mar-a-Lago. I think it's on the 17th. I could be a couple of days off. Uh, and of course, this is we're all we're all guessing. This is about whether or not he's going to run. And no, I don't think he's daunted. He he he's already taunted Ron DeSantis in public. Called him Ron DeSanctimonious. Oh, so, sorry. yeah, the, yeah, these two are going to come to a head. And I've, I've already seen, you know, and I think you have to, the, the editorials, you know, run, run, run. You know, if that was in the New York Post, uh, the New York Times, I don't think is that, uh, <laughs> they're not that uh, favorable, but no. uh, toward, toward Ron DeSantis. But others have said, you know, you've got to run, this is it. But, you know, Ron DeSantis has got the world in his lap. He can practically write his own ticket if he wants to run in two years, which I think they're saying he will. Or he can wait. He's also a young man. He's in his his um, 40s, early forties. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And and he, you know, he, it would be interesting to say the least to see the two of them butt heads. Yeah, and uh, again, uh, we're we're looking at a uh, at somewhat of a showdown uh, coming up. Uh, the the Daily News, who hasn't been favorable to, to Trump, but the Post, who have been, um, uh, you know, quite often, uh, they both put Trump on the uh, on the front cover um I don't know if it was yesterday and they were mocking him saying time to go time to leave and the uh, the the thing is that this is this is some of your you know your base that's uh that's happening um and and walking away uh the the question I have is uh, is it going to? And actually, it's that's that's the big question. Uh, where where do we go from here? Uh, where is our uh, where is our situation? Um, is uh, in regards to um, into into how this election uh, affects Donald Trump? Mm -hmm. Well, it's it's. I mean, it's starting to to it's it's starting to cause ripples. You know, it, it, people are dissatisfied. They're 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 becoming fed up. They don't think that the, the Republicans should be, you know, putting all their eggs in one basket. But the problem is, you know, Trump still has a, a base, and um, many Republican leaders feel that they can't do it without him. That you know, it's, it's like dealing with the devil. I mean, he when he left office, he he was uh, saying I don't know if he said it publicly, but um, people within the party, I think. Um, the, the part of the chairperson of the party, Rona McDaniel, uh, she made a special call to him while he was flying home, and and because he she was worried he was going to declare himself a, an independent candidate, create his own party. I mean, he already has his own social platform, social media platform. Yep. that's what they're worried about. That he will start to, you know, he will he'll go off, he'll go rogue, and he will siphon off votes, and he'll make it extremely difficult. Uh, which I mean, beyond difficult, he could ruin the the party for for, for ages. Who knows? Amazing, yeah. I I mean, absolutely amazing. Uh, final word, uh, I I guess is always to thank everyone for going out there and voting. Uh, thank you for listening here, uh, for sure. And 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 you said it in the beginning. Uh, congratulations to Lee Zeldin on a, a job well done. Yes, yes. Yeah, I think tremendous effort and. Um, 
uh, he he certainly has done a, he's done a lot. I mean, he has sowed the seeds for you know future successes, and I think he's uh, he raised a lot of awareness. He put a lot of energy into the campaign, and uh, that's something to be proud of. It's a tough state. New York is a tough state to win. Thank you, everyone, for listening each and every week. And Melissa, thank you very much. Oh, thank you, Frank, and thanks to everyone out there who stay with us um, every week. We really appreciate it. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on the Melissa Itell Jordan Show. You've been listening to Melissa Itell-Duran and co-host Frank McKay on Breaking It Down Radio.